fantasy. Good morning, peoples out there in America, in Chicago, out in uh, California's, where uh, my good buddy Ben Miller's is out there. Ben, how you doing? I'm Bob Dabrowski. We're here to talk a little bit about the Bears. And then uh, you and my pal Pete are going to talk about, um, I don't know, whatever the hell you kids do today in your crazy old world. But Ben, how you doing there, kid? Bob, I'm doing great. Uh, It's nice to have a little co-host that's uh, bringing it in this week. Um, This is mostly a a fantasy world podcast. And, well, there's a little bit of... Lord of the Rings. Oh, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, uh, Wheel of Time, The Gunslinger, all the good ones. I try and get stay away from Pete and his business. He's a weird kid. Sounds like you are too. But uh, I like that you know how to do internet and uh, how to put together this this thing where I can talk and spread the gospel of the Chicago Bears. Uh, thanks to Willie Hughes out there in uh, Packerland for giving us some good music, music and cheese about all they do. Um, so what do we do? What do we talk about now? Well, Bob, we're kind of living in a wild world right now where the Bears are actually good, and uh, I believe you know a little something about that. And, uh, well, uh, as much as I want to bring in the Green Bay and the Wisconsin spirit in here, I will relinquish a little of that to you for the time being. But you keep it under control here, Bob. Otherwise, I'll, I'll talk about the Bears, course. and uh, I, do, I do have a uh, factual correction for you, Ben. Um, the Bears are not good. The Bears are deity-esque they are unbelievable they are just phenomenal did you see the pretty boy assassin mitch trubisky on sunday my goodness gracious great balls of fires that kid he was like a snork stork with a bazooka for a beak just firing babies in the doorsteps and the tummies and it was amazing he was accurate on the deep ball he was running around he's probably the most athletic person in the world certainly the most athletic quarterback in the world and he was running for first downs he was juking he was jiving it was it was just pure bliss it was everything that we could have possibly hoped for um and then the defense oh boy that uh alleged fits magic is that the fantasy sort of stuff that you guys do here the magic stuff but uh khalil mack put an end to that nerdery and he just shut down that fits boy and turned it into just a slugfest. He had his another forced fumble in a sack, and it's just, kid, you don't see stuff like this guy. Uh, he's he's a Hall of Fame talent. There ain't no doubt about it. And uh, this the sky is really the limit for this Bears team. Um, I don't I don't see how the uh, Lions are going to make any sort of fight. Uh, the Vikings look kind of out of sync, but that could be uh, just a. An early season stumble. They've had a couple tough games, but uh, and you know the Packers ain't worried. Aaron Rodgers is playing on one leg. Ain't worried, kid. Well, more than uh, Aaron Rodgers' one leg, his one good leg is better than Mitch's. Both Mitch's legs, so uh, that's no problem there. Our, our receiving core actually incorrect. Our receiving core is a little a uh, little beat up though, and uh, we'll see who gets to start this week. And you might be right, Brett. Uh, Brett, Brett I, I always got Brett on my mind. He's always lingering, echoing in the shadows of history. Uh, no, but I, actually, Aaron's third leg is better than uh, you know either of Mitch's 
one or little two little pegs that he runs around on. So, yeah, his third leg when it's not stuffed up his buddy Kevin's butt. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but uh, you know, just be comfortable with yourself, Aaron, and come out and let the world know. Ain't no problem. But uh, yeah, you know, there's. I, I know that you're just kidding for like uh, sound sound clicks or something, but you know, there's no doubt that Mitch is just a phenomenal athlete. The kid can dunk from his hand standing position with his feet as his hands and a basketball in between his feet. And there's just not many people that can do that. He's incredibly athletic, and there's no doubt that a Gimpy Aaron Rodgers is less athletic than a Mitch Trubisky, fully healthy, young, 20-something years old. And uh, you know what? I, I, I'm I getting a, a little excited here, and I, I don't think I can talk about it much longer. I got to get going. Um, good luck to you and your uh, fantasy, both in uh, real life and in this whatever thing you guys are doing and this, you know, keep telling yourself made up stories about dragons and Aaron Rodgers, whatever you want to do. I'll talk to you later, Ben, babe. Hey Bob, but before you go, what do you do on a bye week? What? All right. I guess Bob's got no plans here on the bye week. Bears are on bye this week. I, I believe uh, probably need some. Yeah. Bob is, hey, I can, I'm not going yet. Yeah, Bob, you gotta go. Get- you gotta go. All right. Bob's gone. Bob, you're welcome to come back anytime. Uh, I can come back. No, Bob. He's like right. he's like a vampire. He's gone. He's gone. He's like a vampire. You have to invite him. Um, and then once you do, he never leaves. Yeah, he's a problem. <laughs> um, he's uh, he's he was mentioned in the uh, Chicago Sun Times this week, and I think it's getting to its head a little bit. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Pete, uh, thank you for coming in. I'm sorry that you guys have to share that mic, but it seems like you were able to wrestle okay. it away from him pretty well. Yeah, I got a fancy new microphone here. Compliments of Ben Miller. Um, it's definitely very Chinesey. Uh, I was a little bit nervous to open the box because it was splattered with weird Chinese symbols, and I thought there might be some SARS in there because it took there was some complications in getting it here, but. Uh, it's shiny and nice, and um, hopefully my dull set tones are reaching your earbuds. Oh, they're just popping inside my head, Pete. Love it. Loving it. Thank you for this nice nice microphone. Yeah, so to all you guys listening out there, this is what your fantasy dues go to. Uh, we just spent about $500 on new microphones because it's more mm-hmm. important than the, the managing the league or paying people out. Uh, we need to sound good, and uh, we're sounding good inside our own heads right now. That's for certain. Sounding great. Well, let's uh, take a look back at the last week. Uh, you know, any anything that jumps out to you, Pete, right as uh, the first talks? We can skip all the Trubisky talks since uh, Bob's covered that in great detail already. But what else yeah, about that was, uh, week, that was incredible. week four was uh, is jumping out to you? A um, couple of surprises. Uh, the... The steel, the negative surprises, I think. The Steelers and the Falcons, um, they're playing each other this week, which should be a fun one. Uh, they're both one and three, and the, oh, the Steelers are one, two, and one because they tied the Browns. But um, yeah, I did not. And they, they lost at home to the Ravens pretty handedly, the Steelers did. And uh, the Falcons lost at home to the Bengals in last second touchdown throw. Um, I love, yeah, this is going to be an I love interesting that last game. second touchdown throw for the Bengals. That was uh, 
that was AJ Green needed to get on the board for me, so he he really came through. Oh, you got you got AJ Green this year. I do. I know you've had him uh, many years in a row. He it wasn't enough for me to win this week, but yeah, that was a great game. Um, the Raiders Browns game was incredible as well. Uh, so it's a lot a lot yeah. going on. Yeah, um, we were very close to another another set of ties that Raiders Browns was almost a tie that would have been magical. And then that Colts Texans could have been a tie too, which would have been also hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I think you and I were texting back and forth around that time. Oh man. Ties can't have them. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're funny. Um, but look at these, uh, these total point scores. I mean, I, I know we were talking about it going into the year to hit the over, uh, and speaking of that, Falcon Steelers over, over, over. over on that one. Oh, I can't wait. It's 58 right now, and I feel like that's that's pretty comfortable. Um, look at this. Rams-Vikings, 69. Cool. Very nice. <laughs> uh, Bears-Bucks, 58. Bengals-Falcons, over 70. Even the shitty Lions and Cowboys offense managed a, a combined 50. Um, who else do we got? The Eagles and Titans, 49, not that much. Texans, Colts, there's over 70 there. I mean, the Browns and Raiders had 87. I mean, my God, these are just killing the overs here. Um, so yeah, that's, it's fun. Uh, and it helps that the Bears have one of the few legitimate defenses that can really shut down a, an offense in this league that is really, offensive centric right now yeah it's a it's a fun i hate i mean you know me i'm i'm pretty pragmatic and i'll I'll call it as it is uh i won't blow too much smoke uh, like bob does but the bears d i think is really the only one that's standing out in the nfl right now as a um guaranteed locked and loaded you know defense start of the week uh, I, uh, the Jaguars are still, still they still. are, but you know, sometimes their offense is a little anemic. So you worry about them being able to, you know, get out and keep a lead, but they have been keeping some of their point totals that what they beat the Titans like nine to six. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive for a defense. Did the Titans win that? Game? Oh yeah. They lost that game. So there, yeah. Which was surprising. Well, that their offense doesn't affect the defense. Um, especially not from a fantasy standpoint. It keeps the defense off the field. You know, they're in, oh, the, the, yeah, in that yeah. sense. But you're right. Um, yeah, so, and then in our own league, you know, uh, again. Well, do you want to talk? What a, let's let's stay on the real life for just another minute about uh, what, anything you like, um, interesting matchups. I talked about the, the Saints, or not the Saints. Um, although the Saints, who do they play? Oh, the Redskins. That should be fun on Monday night. Um, there's another. Oh, the uh, Jaguars play the Chiefs. That'll be. Yeah, fun. I've got. Uh, That'll test that. That. Uh, what we were just talking about. Nice transition, Pete. Thank you, Pete. Um, <laughs> about uh, the Jaguars' defense against that incredible Chiefs offense. Yeah, I've got. I've got a lot of fantasy assets in both those games. Uh, I got you know Bortles playing the Jags. Uh, playing for the Jags and then uh, Hill on the other side of that. I've got Breeze and Alex Smith uh, going up against each other. So I've got a QB decision to make there. I've already made it. going to go with Bortles and Breeze. I don't think, uh, you know, Alex Smith's good for guaranteed points, but he's got a pretty 
low ceiling at times. Um, so that's an exciting uh, matchup to look at. The game last night wasn't very exciting, but uh, I mean, it was great if you're a Patriots fan or got any of those assets. Tom Brady looking real good, and I was happy <clears throat> despite making uh, the regretful decision to drop Gordon in a in a fit of rage uh, a few weeks ago. I was happy to see him get a touchdown, um, <clears throat> and and see him get back into the mix. So that's pretty exciting. I, I could see big things. I could see him helping to rejuvenate uh, Tom Brady to get uh, those points back up there this season. And, you know, Patriots yeah. being able to scheme him plenty of ways. I thoroughly enjoyed last night's game as I I absolutely crushed my bets. Um, I made like 100-something, 120, 130. I had, uh, I had the over, which one pretty happily again hit the overs in most of these games it's gonna it's gonna hit and vegas is actually adjusting to that but i also had naheem hines over uh five and a half catches and that that hit i think he had seven and james white here's here's another tip i'm gonna i'm gonna be betting james white over receptions as long as it's under six and a half Uh, his his over under for receptions last night was four and a half and he had nine in the first half so hit, hit if you guys are gambling folks out there i'm gonna be betting that james white um over his number for receptions uh you know he's obviously going to get under sometimes but i think season long as long as it's not you know a, a ridiculously high line that I, I feel pretty pretty damn good about that one um, so I enjoyed last night. Yeah, uh, it was definitely, I mean, it, the Thursday night games have been pretty good, um, pretty entertaining at least. So that's that's good. That's a change from what's normally been. But like you pointed out earlier, uh, the points are just uh, getting racked up this season. And some people are pointing towards the new QB tackling rules. And maybe that's part of it. Um, definitely know that the quarterbacks are outperforming the average pace. Uh, I think right now um, the average quarterback, I read a stat, is has a better average than Aaron Rodgers' career average. So that says a lot um, about how the quarterbacks are able to, to really put up the numbers this season. And, hey, it makes for good football. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I, it makes for entertaining viewing. That's, that's better put. You, you're right. Better put. Um, although I, I, I did read, I think it was Richard Sherman or someone who was saying, <clears throat> criticizing the, the new tackling rules on the quarterbacks and was saying, you know, really should just put flags on them because that's really all the, the only way you can really tackle them and do anything. And it, it's the same. If you get there, you might as well just pull the flags. And well, I'm not ready or, for that. Or do what, or do what the, the best two uh, defensive players in the league do and just go that, for the ball. That's Von Miller and Khalil Mack don't have a penalty. And guess what? Those guys have the most pressures and the most sacks in the league. Just go, go at the ball. Don't even, don't even try and do a Clay Matthews body shot. Go yeah, for the ball. I, I heard, uh, um, yeah, I heard him talking about that this week and that, that's exactly right. And I think maybe we'll see more of that. And how great would that be if we see more strip fumbles out of the quarterback's hands? Uh, that, that's that's yeah. great football right there. Four in a row for Mac. That's insane. Yeah. And then uh, I saw also yeah. Sue has a, a good idea of what you can do for the quarterback too. 
<laughs> I saw that too. <laughs> just just knockout punch, a big right hook and put him down. Yeah. Uh, I'll send that out on the group uh, checks. I think you for those who I, I, seen. put it out there again because it, it's it's only a 10 second clip, but it's really worth it. It's hilarious. They were they're just a quick verbal recap of a purely <laughs> visual medium. Um, it's just they're tack- they're practicing sacking. They're just holding the coach is holding up a tackling dummy, and then there's like a pad where they're supposed to run and tackle the quarterback into the the pad on the ground, and then get up. And Sue just walks up and just fucking unloads a right hook on the tackling dummy and sends it flying and then just walks away. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it's really funny. Um, and if you listen to the, the part of my take podcast, which I think is the second uh, highest rated podcast in America behind ours right now, uh, Sue was on that a couple, like a month ago or so, or maybe before the season, whatever. But he was talking about how like he hates quarterbacks. He just, he actually hates quarterbacks. And, um, you know, I, I kind of thought it was just like a like a bit, maybe like just a, you know, like, oh, yeah, like I hate my opponent or whatever. Um, but you watch this video and it's just like malice coming from him pretending that this is a quarterback. And it's like, OK, he actually really does hate quarterbacks. <laughs> OK, I can see that now. He isn't just bullshitting. <laughs> so it's a really funny idea. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get that out there. And uh you know, a little condolences to Mr. Nauman, um, who will no longer be able to participate in the iMessage group chats because, well, uh, sorry, yeah. Josh. Uh, 2018. It is 2018. And, uh, you know, his, his wife has an iPhone and she has an Apple Watch. And I, I don't know. I think Josh is just resisting because, you know, he's, he's like a salmon. He likes to swim upstream every now and then. And I'm pretty sure he's in Maine right now, uh, you know, seeing what salmon they got up there. Checking out Arcadia. See, I'm, I'm thinking conforming to not conform. Go to the Northwestern game uh, in Iowa. I think it is the weekend of uh, November 10th. Around then, um, I, th- I think. Uh, so anyway, yeah. I don't know if other people are thinking about that, but maybe start to if people are uh, looking to go to a game this year. Maybe we can start to plan um, get a bunch of us out there. Yeah, um, and like I think I may have mentioned before, but I'll be back in Iowa for a ten day stint in a couple weeks here. So I'll be back for the homecoming game. I don't think you did. And say uh, when? When is that? No. Uh, so that is the third week in October. Here, let me pull up that date. So, <coughs> yeah, homecoming is on October twentieth. Um, so I, I get into Iowa City on the sixteenth, and there through the twenty sixth. So. Uh, Nice folks are putting me up in a hotel, so if anybody needs a place to crash, too, uh, just be me there. Uh, staying at the Graduate downtown, uh, you know, fancy new uh, Sheraton revamp there, so Wait. pretty excited about that. What is, what is that? Is that is that where the Sheraton was? Yep, yep, they just uh, remodeled it. If, if you recall from uh, Willie's wedding in Madison, there's a lot of people staying at the Graduate Hotel there, um, and it's the same type of hotel some kind of i don't know uh nostalgic kind of college feel but upscale place so they yeah they they bought out the sheraton and they got a really cool uh wall on the side of the parking garage now that's just like big black and gold plaid pattern (coughs) it's really cool 
uh, you'll have to check that when you're we're there in <clears throat> Iowa City next. Yeah, that does sound cool. I I haven't been back uh, for for a bit, so that'd be fun to get out there, especially uh, against the Cats. Although they're they're off to a rough start this year. Yeah, well, and we got to support our our young college guys before they make it to the NFL, so we can cheer for them on our fantasy teams. Yes, um, Noah Fant is probably going to be a first round pick, and yeah, it'll be fun to see see him in the in the league, the big boy league. Um, but it's fun to see him as uh, an Iowa Hawkeye for the rest of this year, and probably not after that. He's only yeah, a junior, probably right? not. I mean, he could come back, but he's pretty much the consensus, uh, like, far away best tight end in, in football. And he's backing it up with his play again this year. Yeah, he's uh, just keeps adding to his record now, more and more touchdowns. So Does he have a record? It's impressive. Yeah, he has the most uh, touchdowns scored by a tight end in, in program history. Oh, Oh yeah, yeah. Josh just said that. I, I should have been paying attention, right? Yep. Uh, well, you know, just I, I know we were kind of short on time this week, but we can do a quick recap of uh, last week's news uh, to channel my best John Oliver. Uh, we can recap the the teams that won last week, and well, finally, I feel like all things are right in the fantasy universe. Yeah. Uh, can you guess why, Pete? Because uh, let's see. Broom babe got on the on the win side. <laughs> yeah, because Broom got his win, and he was the the biggest upset of the week. And sorry for Mother Boy uh, thirty. They they got beat by eighty points, but put up a very respectable one hundred and seventy one. Two fifty one. I'm. I mean, I'm not going to go back and fact check this, but that is that is the record. <laughs> That's a shitload of points. Um, yeah. My goodness. Goodness gracious, Matthew. Uh, Chris Farley would be proud. Um, I'm looking at his uh, avatar, his picture, whatever the hell it is, uh, with Chris Farley with the phone headband to the side of his face, clearly making some some moves and deals fantasy football-wise from Black Sheep. Um, Yeah, Broom, congrats, man. Uh, Enjoy it while it lasts because it's not happening this week, but you you had a a lot of points there on the board and took one from me. Uh, he won the weekly thing. I was confused because I, I remember us talking about this last week that we should have had the quarterbacks uh, be the week, the $20 weekly winner um, for last week because Goff was going to win it for me. And then Trubisky came through and dropped <laughs> 40-something points. 44.46. My God. 86 points from my quarterbacks last week. Good job, boys. Yeah, you almost had the well. You had the second largest margin of victory there, and uh, I almost second most points scored too. But it was a it wasn't margin of victory. It was most points for the week. No, no, it was most points. Yeah. I'm getting weeks messed up. That is this week. This, this week, week is, is largest margin up. of victory. Good to know. So, yeah. So there's a couple teams sitting at three and one. Uh, that's you and uh, Howard. Or no, I'm sorry, you and Blecka there, and uh, got a few there at two and two, nestled around the middle, and everybody else fell out at one and three. So Travis, Travis uh, is also at three and one. Yeah. Oh, that, that's right. And he was my lock of the week, and you had McBroom as your lock of the week. So now you've advanced to two and two in your picks, and I'm three and one. Yeah. So we're doing 
we're better than than a coin flip there. So yeah. better than not, Sean. Not Carr. too bad for fantasy. Yes, but I was not better than Sean Carr this week, and uh, he he destroyed me. Um, I left Cooper Cup on my bench. Unfortunately, we talked about that a little last week, but it wouldn't have made the difference. So uh, that's okay. I'm happy to have him. Um, but in respect to Sean, um, and I, I'm sad to do this, I actually made him a drop this week. And well, here's here's how it goes. Nice. So congrats to you, Sean. It was very hard to source material for that. So I, I think I found the origin story of your team name as that's, that lovely little tune comes from Charlotte's Web. I think Charlotte's singing a song about Mother Earth and Father Time. And I can only imagine that that's a lullaby you sing for Lil Bennett at home. So that's sweet and, uh, well, good for you, but uh, still not very intimidating. Um, yeah, it's not. Uh, I have a couple comments. Then not everything needs to be a Marvel movie with an origin story. I'm I'm pretty sure that the origin story is Sean Carr wanted to make the joke that Father Time is undefeated on draft night, and that's why he named his team Father Time, and he succeeded in making that joke on draft night. So good job, Sean. Um, I also was, as I told you, uh, when Ben played me the the drop before the show, and I, I had grown partial to Ben's uh, just monotone flat. Um, kind father, of father time intro, but uh, upon hearing that drop again, it's extremely effeminate, and I think that fits with Sean. So I'm I'm <laughs> pro the new drop now. Yeah, that that's what I was going for there. I think it suits him nicely. And for all you music aficionados out there, that is in fact Kesha's TikTok instrumental in the background. So uh, very suiting for Never Sean, our guess. little pop diva. All right. Um, so who else we talked about? Your game, Broom, me. Uh, Travis had a pretty standard 30-point beatdown on Howard. Both teams put up some good numbers, but Travis was just better. Not much to talk about there. And then uh, uh, Vaughn squeaked out in a real close one against three tight end sets. The face police saw one of those tight ends, and they did not like the look of uh, their face. And... Vaughn came through with some big uh, wide receiver numbers. Yeah, and uh, what a close game. I mean, both get teams putting up really respectable points there. Um, I did so not notice that, that uh, Nam had an unfortunate goose egg from Sammy Watkins, and that lost him the game. If he had just even played his own San Francisco 49er, Marcus Goodwin, who managed a mere Marquise. Marquise, Marquise Goodwin, uh, right, the French LaPierre, um, managed only 3.8 points, still would have gotten Nom the dub. But oof, brutal goose egg yeah. from Watkins, not much you can do and he, No, yeah, especially when it's an in-game injury. It's not like he wasn't paying attention to what was going on. So, And uh, unfortunate on the Monday night, too, yeah. so... Yeah, well, uh, you know, Juan or Nauman is sitting at uh, one and three in tenth place right now, but Le'Veon Bell has announced that he is coming back. Um, what uh, after the bye week? I, uh, no, 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 no. I want to correct you on that. He has not announced that. Somebody is reporting that, but as uh, Tomlin said, Le'Veon has not reached out to the team or him to discuss any of his future plans. 
And I don't know if you saw what Le'Veon posted on um, what's that gent's name from the Seattle Seahawks who broke his leg. Um, Earl Thomas. Pre- Earl Thomas. Oh, yes. Because um, Earl, uh, you know, Earl was looking for a new contract extension from Seattle and saying, trade me or pay me. And then he goes and gets hurt and kind of justifying his claims for it. And Lev commented on that as well, like saying, yep, I'm doing, I'm doing this for you and for everybody else in that situation. So I don't know. I'm, I'm getting kind of countering uh, arguments right here. Um, so I, I'm thinking that maybe he's saying that so that they uh, start considering some trade offers for him and maybe get him traded by that point. Um, but we'll see. I, I wouldn't put, I'd still say it's a 50, 50 uh, chance that he comes back at that time. I think he comes back sometime this season, um, okay. but maybe not that early. Well, to get paid, he has to be back like a week or two after that. Um, I think so, week 10. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I still think he'll be back by then, but yeah, the, the Earl Thomas situation completely justifies what Le'Veon Bell is doing at least in my opinion. Um, yeah, that sucked. Feel feel bad for Thomas. Uh, he lost millions of dollars, and then weird to see him flicking off the Seattle sideline on his way out, uh, but you kind of just understand, you know, he's just fucking pissed, and I don't blame him. Um, kind of exactly what he said might happen and why he wasn't, you know, why he was doing this contract holdout or hold in, as somebody has called it. I forget who. Um, hopefully not Mike Lombardi. I don't like that guy. But anyway, he, he uh, called exactly what, what might happen, that he might he wants to hold out until he gets paid because he might get hurt and lose millions of dollars, and that's exactly what happened. Yep. So, bummer. Uh, all right, well, let's look ahead uh, to this upcoming week. Um, no Bears game, so fantasy is going to be very, very uh, – big this week yeah i'm a, a little sad i'm, I'm going to be busy this weekend excited though uh going down to san francisco for the weekend um give you a little guys a uh, little drop of some music that i'll be seeing down there at the hardly strictly bluegrass festival in golden gate park so that should be pretty awesome um but may not be able to see as many games as i'd like on sunday uh regardless though we got a, a lot of good matchups and good matchups here in our, our fantasy league as well so uh, what are you looking forward to most? Um, it, I guess we kind of talked about some of those. Real football, or what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, I mean, any players, any matchups. I, I guess we talked about Jags and Chiefs. Uh, yeah, so we don't we don't need to beat that that again. Let let's look at our our matchups though this week and uh, make some predictions. Let's do it. All right, so we can start off with uh, you got myself here, and it's Chicky Chicky Palm Brom. Going up against. And we both got off to a little start last night. I had Gostowski getting me nine points uh, as a kicker. Just too many uh, touchdowns being scored. Not enough uh, field goals, but he got me a long one. And I know Howard got a Sony Michelle uh, really coming through and got a last uh, a touchdown in the last quarter. So that really boosted <laughs> his points. But still pretty tight right now. Um, and obviously, I'm going to thinking that I've got this uh, doing pretty well. I think the rest of my matchup, uh, I exceed all his other players. I think he might have one quarterback that's better, higher ranked, but everywhere else I'm feeling pretty strong. Liking that Mark Ingram's going to get back into my lineup this week and see what he can do on that high-powered Saints offense. 
Um, yeah, uh, both of his quarterbacks are projected to score more than yours, but whatever. Um, yeah, you had Guskowski had five opportunities to miss a PAT, and unfortunately, he made all five of them. So that's too bad. But uh, yeah, that kind of didn't really go your way last night with that Sony Michelle run at the end. Um, but other than at that, least he didn't get over a hundred. <laughs> That's the only thing I can I can be happy about there. Uh, you know, two more yards and he would have been getting a bonus. I don't. I think it's at one twenty-five. Oh, is it? Well, then no worries. Then give me that touchdown back, Sony. <laughs> yeah, that that kind of really swung the game. Um, not really swung the game, but that that was big for Howard. I think that was like a thirty-yard run or something, and obviously yeah, six, so nine, like nine more nine points. points. Um, yeah, this, uh, I think this is going to be a tight one. I'm not going to lock up this one. Um, but because, uh, I'm going to give the nod to, to Howard because Kaskowski had five chances to miss one PAT and he made all five. So that's not a good omen for me, is it? No. Well, uh, you know, the next one we get to talk about are, we get a look at the fear inducing Child eating pale men up again. Yub, 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 rumble pig skins. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's uh, beautiful. And you know what? This, I wonder, I can almost see that one of these two teams, this is going to be the biggest margin of victory because one of these two teams is just going to go off. And uh, not really sure which, but um, I mean, it looks all things point to McBroom team, you know, continuing to put up 200 points each week. Um, yeah, yeah, he's putting up like an average, like 230 points a week. <laughs> no, not that much. Can't yeah. That much. Oh, I'm sorry. Not, uh, no, just under, sorry. Like 180. I was dividing by three, not by four. Yeah. Um, I've got, uh, God, he still is rostering Des Bryant, dude. <laughs> I know there's been some okay. good waiver wire pickups that, uh, you know, just some stashes, even I, Naeem Hines. I know he didn't even get bid on this week and, and Josh picked him up earlier and he had a great game. Oh man. I, I picked him up in my other league. I, I should have picked him up here. I, but I, I don't know where I would have played him. Uh, all my bears are on by, so this is a rough week for me. Um, I, I had the foresight, uh, pick up Tennessee's defense going up against Buffalo. So that could be, I think that could help me out. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm hoping that that Atlanta Pittsburgh game is a shootout. Like we talked about a little bit earlier and I get a big, big numbers from the, uh, Antonio Brown. Um, other than that, it's going to be, and I picked up Austin Hooper, the tight end. Cause I've got Burton is, on by and Evan Ingram is hurt. I almost dropped Ingram, but I think he's too talented to drop. Um, I'm not going to obviously lock up against myself, but yeah, this is going to be, if I can escape with a W here, that'd be good for me. Well, I, I got to give a little of my condolences to Mr. McBroom. Uh, there was one contentious bid this week in the waivers, and that was for Nick Chubb. And both him and I bid exactly $17 on Nick Chubb, and I had the waiver priority. And oh, so, wow. I, yeah, I don't think we've had that happen uh, yeah, this, so far. So, there, you know, there, in addition to the waiver budget, there is a waiver priority. Um, 
and I was at uh, number one. So I just snuck him out and not going to play him yet. But <coughs> from what we saw last week, those three runs uh, was just incredible. So nothing, mm-hmm. nothing better than a deep bench stash like that for maybe when uh, some one of my other running backs gets hurt or Leonard Fournette decides that he likes sitting on the bench better, resting his hammy than he does like playing. Yeah, that was a good pickup. I was thinking about that too, but again, I I could like my running backs, and I just uh, I just got people on by this week. So, what are you gonna do? Um, you want to move on? Yeah, let's move on. So the next one up is Seven Costanza. You're serious. Up against. And we got. Got a couple boys here uh, trying to play like men, but Brett's off to a hot start already. Yeah, big numbers from Ebron. Yeah, I bet on I bet ten bucks on him to score a touchdown last night, so that was nice. He uh, was solid with those bets last night. Damn. Yeah, yeah killed it last night. Um, yeah, Ebron yeah. outscored Andrew Luck. You know, throwing him the touchdown. So. That's that's really got to hurt when uh, your opponent's tight end gets more than your starting quarterback. Right. Yeah. Um, geez. Uh, this is a tough one too. A lot of good, a lot of tough games this week. Uh, I think that that huge game from Ebron is going to tilt the favor to to Brett. I think Mahomes is going to be um, locked up a bit this week against Jacksonville the best defense that he's faced that he'll probably face all year unless they make it to the Super Bowl and play the Bears. But um Matt Ryan in Pittsburgh, I like I've like I've said that's gonna be a lot of a lot of points in that game. He's got Juju and he's already got twenty seven from Ebron, so I like Brett in this one. I might lock that up. I gotta look at the other ones first. Yeah, that that one's pretty enticing for that. Uh, I don't know if you saw anything about uh, how they keep Patrick Mahomes humble. Uh, did you see anything, any of the news related to no. that? Uh, so he's got a really interesting voice. Um, he sounds kind of yes, like a, a Muppets character, I, know, I think it's one of the... Kermit the Frog. Yeah, Kermit the Frog. And so apparently Andy Reid has a really good impression of him. And so they'll just like... Oh, I did hear. On the sideline and stuff, um, keeping him humble. <laughs> so that, that's yeah, nice. that's funny. Uh, it seems like they got the whole team has just got good chemistry going on there. Uh, you like to be able sure. to see that. I don't think uh, Jameis Winston could handle that kind of criticism. People are running around the locker room eating their fingers. I don't think he'd handle it too well. Uh, Danny Trevathan made fun of that on on the Twitter uh, after the W. I think he's like he twittered at uh, Khalil Mack and he's like got our got our stomach full of dub fingers or something like that. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Nice. Uh, yeah, so what else we got for these, these matchups? Uh, we got face... Oh, yeah, got a couple more here. Let's see. We've got... Want me to punch aside your face for free? Up against... Not just Mother Boy, it's Mother Boy 30. Not just Mother Boy, Mother Boy 30. So this is going to be a good matchup. Uh, you know, first place Mother Boy is already out to a nice lead, but both pretty high projected point totals here. He's got yeah. got the original pretty boy assassin on his team, right? Tom Brady for Mother Boy. Um, I, think so. I don't think he's ever dubbed that by Bruno McFeese. but uh, yeah, he does have Brady on his team, and you know what? Um, I every time I'm looking at these rosters, I'm reminded that 
Vaughn took Aaron Rodgers number one overall, and he doesn't have much else. And uh, Blecka had a pretty damn good game last night, so I'm going to lock up Stephen Blecka, mother boy, X, X, X. Yeah, I think that's a that's a fair shot. I, you're right. Um, Vaughn's team, he's got you know some anemic defense or uh, offenses that his teams are playing for, so... I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, Odell Beckham's really not his top three guys. You know, Rodgers, Wilson, Beckham just uh, haven't been able to get to a hot start yet. So, yeah, not looking too good. All right. Well, then finally, we got one more matchup, and that's three tight end sets. That's Iowa football. Up against. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Jerky Boys. <laughs> I have heard of the Jerky Boys. And so that means we got uh, Travis going up against Nauman. And, yeah. You know, um, not really sure. I don't know too much about these two teams here. Um, you know, t- uh, Travis has got some Dallas players. He's got Dak Prescott, who just, you know, was looked to be a real hot item, a uh, great keeper a few years ago, and now not so certain about that. Yeah, not so much. I do like all the hype around. That's why you got to give these quarterbacks a, a couple of years before you, you know, declare them for their career, you know. Trubisky didn't look great last year, had a slow start this year. Give him time. You know, Dak Prescott looked like a world beater his rookie year, and now not so much. Um, yeah, yeah, so there's definitely an adjustment period. I mean, there's guys, the rookies getting adjusted to the NFL, and then sometimes they figure it out a little bit. And then you got like Patrick Mahomes, who, you know, I think defenses are maybe going to start being able to scheme against some of his weaknesses the more and more they get him on tape. But uh, yeah, I agree. I think there needs to be a little bit longer leash for rookie quarterbacks coming into the NFL and letting them develop a little bit more rather than doing the Cleveland carousel where they just wheel them in and out. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll bet it'll be interesting to see if Vaughn wishes he had started Naheem Hines' his pickup instead of Sammy Watkins, who got him a goose egg last week and is now going up against the best secondary in football by far in Jacksonville. Yeah, with those hamstring injuries, I would be, uh, I don't know if I'm with Josh on this, I would be trying to see if there's something else I can get in for Watkins, because the last thing you want him to do is, you know, pull up in the second quarter and with another hamstring aggravation and be out for the rest of the game. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh I'll give it to Travis. Yeah, I think Travis has got this one, and I'm going to go back. I'm going to go to to Brett uh, as my lock of the week. Yeah. And you picked Blecka, right? Uh, Yes. All right. Well, now that, you know, we've looked forward, it's it's always time to take a moment and, uh, you know, look back. And, well, uh, we take a look back at the, the previous fantasy seasons and see how things were shaken out back then. Let's do it. So if we're going back in time, uh, this week the payout is the you know the highest um, margin of victory or the biggest margin of victory. And last season we had quite the margin of victory, nearly doubled the points, um, the winning team over the losing team. But the winning team uh, only had 136 points. Uh, any any idea who that winning team was? Can you just tell me the matchups? Like, oh, I played uh, so last week 
Yeah, so it was, oh man, uh, I'm going to stumble here for a minute because I got to pull it up. Uh, got to jump in through the, the catalogs, digging back, uh, using the Dewey Decimal System to be able to find all that hidden gems of history. Pulling up the schedule, and it looks like by week, week five, we had matchups. We had uh, my... Liquid Hot Magma up against Executive Branch. We had Child Eating Pale Man up against Seven Costanza. Sabrosito, Sean Sabrosito up against GM Jerky Boys. Uh, Chubby Rumple Pigskins up against Naman's Horizontal Pass Plays. The Face Police up against Mother Boy XXX. And this was a... Um, yeah. My first guess is... Uh, I played Brett... I think it was that. No, you had 127 points, so you were right around there. Not a whole lot of points scored in this week. <laughs> um, no, uh, I'll give you... Um, all right. Let me guess. Who who played Naman? Who played Naman? Uh, that was uh, McBroom. And it, it wasn't. No, that, that was only about a 25-point differential with McBroom winning. Uh, it was Face Police, actually. 136 points over Mother Boy with 69 points. Oh. So just... Oh, I just, do remember that now. I do, and I think Blecka came on the pod that week to discuss, to discuss his... Oh, his man. I mean, it, maybe that's what the week that he turned it all around, because as we know, he won the, the season last year, won the playoffs, so... Maybe yeah. just a little kick in the ass there. Yeah, wow. Wow. That's funny. <clears throat> 69, though. Nice work, Blecka. Yeah. Hot. All right, well, let's let's do another uh, little throwback to last uh, season, week five. Who were the top performers? Right. Let's uh, out of the top five, four or three of them were quarterbacks. Okay, um, I'm gonna go with yeah, Sean number Watson. one. You got three strikes here, but you're you're batting one for one. Um, let's see, uh. Were the other two yeah, running backs? Yeah, the other backs? two were running backs. Well, I know Blecka had Gurley, so I'm not going to say Gurley. Um, how did, uh, let's say... No, Zeke. Zeke was not in there. Zeke, uh, not in the top 20. I'm not going to scroll down that far to find him. All right. Um, let's see, how about... Case no, Keenum. that's two strikes. Um, that was a shot in the dark there. Uh, let's just go with uh, old reliable Tommy nope, Brady. Nope, that's three strikes and you're out, uh, Tommy. Mike Glennon? Mike Glennon? No, we're, Mike, we're, we're getting back into yeah. some of the superstars here. So number two was Melvin Gordon. Uh, number three was Leonard Fournette. Four... Four was um, Dak Prescott, so we were just talking about him and how he did have a good start and playing against Green Bay. I would and five was Carson Wentz. Uh, can't forget about Carson. He was hot oh, last right. season. Yeah. Yeah. So that cool. was that was looking back. Uh, always fun to do that, and uh, going to be coming up with a few more games as we go through the season here, as I get time. Uh, Trying to keep things keep things fresh as we move forward. But All you right. know, that's that's about our time for the week, Pete. Anything to say to the good people out there? 
love you guys. Go Bears. Yeah, we love you guys. Uh, love having Pete here with me. And i uh, going to send you out with a little of the Gray Boy All-Stars. This one's called V-neck Sweater. I'll touch my V-neck Sweater. Have a great week. One and two and a one, two. I'll be back. Yeah.